Welcome to the Business Blueprint Podcast, where we take you on an exciting adventure through our triumphs and challenges and failures in creating and maintaining a thriving six, seven, and eight-figure business. Get ready to dive into our strategies, decisions, and yes, even valuable lessons we've learned from our missteps. That's not all. We'll also bring you industry-leading guests who will provide you with their priceless insights and wisdom. Stay tuned because the captivating journey of the Business Blueprint begins right now. Hi, I'm Charles Hatley with the Business Blueprint, and today I wanted to do a special episode to discuss technology. As you can see, there, there's two of me. I, I recently got the new Apple Vision Pro. Uh, on one side is what I look like to the rest of the world while I'm wearing the Apple Vision Pro, and on the other side is, is the avatar that I created for the Apple Vision Pro. Uh, I will have to admit, it's kind of cool that the avatar is always dressed in business casual, even when I may be wearing a t-shirt. But as I continue to play with this technology, it really got me thinking about uh, technology within our organizations as a whole. You know, first, this thing, it's really cool. You know, rather, rather I look kind of nerdy wearing it to the rest of the world, the reality is with inside of this screen, I've got my MacBook Pro window up. I've got some uh, Apple Vision Pro native apps up, and I'm able to look at, at multiple different things right now. And, you know, it, it is kind of neat being able to you know, it, look at the, the MacBook Pro screen, have mail or Teams or Zoom up on, on another place and, and kind of be inside of this world where I've got 40 and 50 and 60 inch 8K monitors in front of me doing all sorts of things that nobody else can see. Yet, because of the technology, I can still see what's going on around me. And that that's that's pretty cool, I'll have to admit. But, you know, in thinking about how I would take this technology and use it within my organization, I was like, well, what would it be for? You know, it, it kind of for the obvious, right? It could replace computer monitors. Maybe one day it could replace the, the MacBook Pros. And we would just have keyboards and, and be able to work with inside our Apple Vision Pros. Uh, it also, it, it's incredibly secure. Um, the reality is, you know, when you have monitors up, physical monitors up, people can walk in, they can see what you're working on. If you forget to turn off your computer or your computer doesn't go to sleep, they might be able to see what emails are up, just things that they don't need to be seeing. Whereas with this technology, nobody can see what I'm looking at. I can be working on extraordinarily sensitive data in the middle of a very crowded room and, and nobody can see it. And, and that, that's kind of nice, right? Like if you're sending an email about somebody or you're, you're having to discuss somebody, nobody can read it uh, over your shoulder. But in, in looking at this technology, I was thinking about the other technologies that we have within our organization and, and the evolution of technology within the organization. So I started thinking about, you know, when, when the fax machine was invented, you know, I, I'm sure there was somebody that was like, oh, why would I ever use a fax machine when I can mail my letter? Uh, when we switched over from handwriting to typewriters, there's probably a lot of people saying, look, it's much faster for me to handwrite this than you to typewriter. Uh, and then when we switched from typewriters to computers for word processing, uh, there's probably somebody saying, why would I ever use a computer? It's so cumbersome. And, and of course, now we know, you know, fax machines were kind of taken over by email and, and uh, handwriting was kind of taken over by typewriters, which kind of taken over by computers. And we can see how much that that's hastened things. 
and, and even made things a little bit more organized for us, right? You know, with, with computers, we have electronic files versus paper files for handwriting things, and, and we're less likely to, to, to lose the physical, physical piece of paper, even though physical files still very much still have a place, especially in a world where a lot of people's systems are getting locked down by, by hackers and things like that. Um, but it also got me thinking about the technologies that we avail ourselves with inside my organization. And, you know, I was looking at, at calendars the other day and I, and I realized right now we have six different softwares that have a calendar, right? We have our CRM, which has this native calendar. We use, we use HubSpot. We have our, our, our CMS, our client management system, which has its own calendar. We have Microsoft Office. Uh, so we have Outlook, which has its own calendar. Teams, which has its own calendar. Um, we have a PEO system, which has its own calendar. And then, you know, our, our, our organization, everybody has a, a, an Apple iPhone. And so the Apple iPhone has its own calendar. And, you know, it takes a lot of effort to get the different calendars synced across all the devices for whichever platform the individuals decide to use within our organization. So the goal was we have these calendars. I know that like our, our sales team is going to use HubSpot. I know that our production team is going to use the, the client management system. I know that other members of our organization prefer just to use their iPhones, to get out their iPhones and just use the calendar in there. So it's very important to put a lot of effort into making sure the calendar is synced across everything. Um, it also raised the question of, you know, we, we bring on people that don't necessarily need to be in the case management system or the CRM HubSpot. And how are they going to calendar things across devices? And I was like, well, how are we, you know, looking at how we do that, you know, one of the silly answers I came across was adding another calendaring platform. And I was like, so that would be seven. Seems like a lot. <laughs> um, and, you know, when, when, when I was thinking about technology, I said, well, technology is supposed to make things easier. It's supposed to replace stuff. You know, if I add this unified calendaring system, what does it replace for me? What, what does it replace? Um, you know, any technology that we look at adding, it shouldn't be layered on. It should really be what can this replace for me inside of my organization? You know, it wouldn't, for most organizations, I know that there's some specialized industries where a typewriter may still be necessary to fill out forms, but most organizations, you didn't start seeing people with typewriters and computers on their desk. They didn't just add the, the technology, the computer replaced the typewriter. Um, and in all the technologies that we have, we should look to do that. You know, another interesting technology that we have is we use a VOIP. We use AT&T's uh, version of VOIP for our internal call system. Um, and then that goes to everybody's cell phones on this VOIP system. So literally on people's cell phones, they have two phone numbers. They have the, the VOIP office number and they have their, their work cell phone number. Um, you know, maybe that that's necessary. Maybe that level of technology is necessary for people that call into a main number. We have a transfer system, which, which is good. But I was like, why would it just utilize the cell phones, right? Like, you know, we're using AT&T cell phone service. We're utilizing AT&T VOIP service. Why wouldn't the cell phone, why wouldn't the, the tree just automatically just forward to people's cell phones instead of needing to do this other stuff? You know, why is it duplicative technology? And then, you know, you think about no matter how cool technology is, what are you doing to the people within your organization by putting this technology on top of them, maybe? Maybe they don't want the technology. Um, you know, there's K 
cases where I've seen people struggling to use technology within an organization when they perfectly knew how to use the old system. And, and the old system was, was good enough. And now you add in another layer of technology and say, well, you have to deal with, with this layer of technology. And you're cutting productivity because people spend 50% of their time fighting the technology. Um, you know, so I think it is a very healthy undertaking anytime you're going to add any sort of technology across your organization to say, one, do I actually need the technology? Two, is this technology going to cut down on the amount of work that's needed to be done, or is it going to increase the amount of work needing to be done? And number three, is this technology even necessary right now? You know, and a thing I think about is AI. You know, everybody talks about AI and wanting to be first to adopt AI. Um, AI is really cool. It's something I think that should grab everybody's attention. But I think it's something that we need to, to hold off and look at and say, how am I going to use this within my organization? You know, it, it's important to remember Amazon was not the first person to sell books online. Apple was not the first place or Microsoft was not the first place to make computers and computer programs. Uh, most of the organizations and companies that have persisted um, Disney wasn't the first company to make movies. Now they're the biggest movie studio, but most of the companies that we see that have persisted aren't the first to have actually done something. So it, it's not always best to be the earliest adopter. You know, for our organization, we're looking at AI, not for what the long language models can do for external information, but more so what the long language models can do for internal information, right? So if I can create a, a, an internal AI with a closed world set of, of uh, facts, which is my organizational issues, my organizational information, the people within our organization can get an asynchronous education model. What that means is, you know, if they're up at 1230 at night and they have a question um, about HR and our director of HR, HR team is not up at 1230 at night, then they can just use the long language model and get the answer that they want. Uh, so that's how we're looking at utilizing the technology uh, it, for the benefit of our employees. So, you know, any technology that, that we add, we should say, what is the driving force behind why I want this technology? And, and what is my philosophy? You know, is my philosophy that this technology is going to make things easier on the clients, but harder on my employees? Or is this technology going to make things so much easier on my employees that we're able to streamline the process for our clients? And, and I think that that's kind of the better way to go, right? Focus on the employee experience make the technology something that your employees actually can use and utilize, and then go from there for the benefit of your clients. Um, you know, technologies like the Apple Vision Pro. If I had decided to, on last Friday, the first day it came out, to buy a bunch of Apple Vision Pros and force them on everybody in our organization, um, first of all, they've been terribly, terribly expensive, uh, but they wouldn't have liked it because it doesn't yet take away from what we have, right? I still need my cell phone. I, I still need my MacBook. I, I still kind of need a keyboard and able to do a lot of work with this. But I can see the future in it. You know, as I, I got them last Friday. I've already traveled with them. To be able to sit in a, a place that's not my office and have multiple screens in front of me and be completely productive, be able to sit in a hotel room and, and private, you know, be able to sit in, in, inside like the, the kitchen area of, of our office space and have privacy was amazing um, and be able to be in the hotel room and, and have privacy number one, but, but also be able to sit there and do a lot of work across a lot of screens was, was really awesome. And, and on an airplane as well, you know, I, I can sit there and do things. Um, 
So I do think technology is going to, is always, it always has been going to be a driving force in, in business, going to be a driving force in productivity, going to be a driving force in competitive edge. But the competitive edge of technology is understanding what the technology will take away. Don't always think about adding technology. Think about what can this technology now subtract from my organization instead of needing three things to do one job, I only need one thing to do one job. So if you enjoyed this content, uh, subscribe below. You know, we love to talk about things that, that are coming up, things that are, that are happening right now within the business world. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, leave them below. Even if it is like, man, you look terrible wearing the Apple Vision Pros. Or, you know, like I've heard about the avatar, it kind of looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi tried to go to work um, with the, the ghostly effect. So, you know, subscribe, follow us, and we'll talk to you next time. This has been Charles Hatley with the business blueprint, and, um, we'll talk to you next time. Hi, this is Dan Cuneo with the business blueprint. Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. Please join us next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in. If you found this insightful and entertaining, be sure to hit subscribe below and join us on social media to get more insight into what we are going through each and every day.